Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. Hello and welcome to the DYB Podcast Mastermind Secrets. Ooh. In this Mastermind episode, you'll get to hear the challenges and solutions of your peers to help you to double your business faster. As you watch in, we invite you to join. We have groups that meet at 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays and Wednesdays via Zoom. Without further ado, let's get this road on the show. Hello and welcome to MG11. Our mission is to build profitable businesses so that we can have financial freedom, time for our families, and make an impact in our communities. Let's kick it off with some big wins. Daryl, would you lead the way, please? Yeah. On a personal level, I did I did have to cancel a vacation a couple of weeks ago just because work and I never let work get in the way, but I did this time is my bad. But I did go jeeping with some friends this weekend. So that was pretty cool. Got to hang with some big boys that were they were actual rock crawlers. It was it made me feel like a little kid. But on a personal level or business level, a couple of weeks ago, you guys remember me telling you I bid on a old time Plonkin theater here in, in my hometown. It's a historical theater. I think the Phantom of the Opera may be coming to our area next year. So it's actually a really cool historical. And there's a private donor who wanted to pay for all the bids that I bid two years ago. I upped my prices 15% and landed a $63,000 job. So that was pretty cool. Only bidder inside. It's going to be in January. My entire winter is booked. So it's pretty awesome. Right on. Way to go, Daryl. Fantastic. That is a big one. Quick question though. Anytime I go out jeeping with Jeeps that are bigger than mine, I come back ordering a bigger lift. Is that what you did? No. No. <laughs> you, have, you have more self-control than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I see them. I'm like, I want to have that much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Hey, Zeus. Big wins. Hey, Steve. Yes. My big wins, guys, is that I got December booked. And yes. it was from being staying top of mind. So that was a good one. And then I'm working on meeting agendas for my uh, business. I got those more organized. So those are my big wins. Right on. So hold on. So hold hold the phone, friend. We got to pull this back a little bit because we were looking at maybe a week's of work, just one week of work. We were down to one week of work and we've been sweating the last last few weeks. So share some of those top of mind methods, please, that worked for you. Yeah. So one of those jobs that I closed was with a Rotarian just building relationships <clears throat> at Rotary with other Rotarians. So we worked for her and she had me come back and do another estimate. So we got that job. And then the other one, I did a cookie contest. So Steve has told me I would send um friend requests to customers. So that's what I did. I've been doing it for the last few months. Yeah. As a customer I worked for in the summertime and he commented on that. Now I believe it all has to do with staying top of mind. So the system works. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Quick caveat here. You notice I didn't ask him to ask people to follow his page. What are we like? Messiah, come follow me. No, instead connect with them. Let's connect and let's be friends on your personal profile because that's where you get all the exposure. So connect. So he did. And when he first started, like he, he didn't really use it a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we, there was a lot of good news is there's a lot of opportunity there. So we started going through and just friend requesting all his customers. And then he uh, ran some of the cookie contest and then somebody commented on one of the cookie contests, right? Hey, Seuss. Hey, Seuss. I need some painting done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Easy to stay top of mind. So, awesome. Where to go, buddy? December is booked. All right. Next meeting. I want to hear January and February is booked. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good job. All right. Juan. Good morning. Big wins. Good morning. I'm on the same because I've been doing top of mind calls because I wanted to book January. So I make 10 top of mind calls to all clients, mm-hmm. which make to six estimate and three close jobs. So Ooh, I'm booked January. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just closed, I got a space, a shop. So I got a bigger shop. So I'm going to be setting up a spray booth for cabinet work. So okay. those are my two big wins for 
Yeah. That's awesome, Juan. Way to go. Way to get after it. Stay top of mind. It's easy to do, right? And, uh, just do, like yeah. that. Rolling them in. Great job, buddy. Thank you. Steven, big wins. Good morning. <clears throat> big wins. We're booked out in August. Not until August. December. Mm-hmm. We're in Christmas mode right now. We're doing rotary Christmas parties, the tip Christmas parties. I'm going to a B&I Christmas party. So we're in Christmas party mode. But funny thing is, is I'm booking jobs for him because everyone needs a painter. So each one of them that I can that I left from left with with an appointment to go do an estimate. So yes, sir. networking, baby. Yeah, stop buying leads. It's painful, but I stop buying leads. It's actually freaking scary, but yeah. every day I'm doing something and my guys are working. There you go. Right it's on. A different thing. Awesome. Great job, Steven. Thank you. Yeah. Sonia. I'm through December and I have January, half of January going. So that's the good thing. And I've been really working the system to work those internet leads that I've been, that I jumped into really working them hard and, and using the system, the checklist mm. for um, the sales process. I skip a B here and there, but mm. most of it, at least now I'm getting to where Isaac, I'm, I really, it's a pleasure working with you. And I, I, mean, I look forward to looking with, working with you and do I have your business? So that's been a game changer. And yes. then you know you can see, and then I can the follow-up and I gotten, I've asked it twice. So it's like working, mm. so I can follow up next week or what, for these other ones that I had, but I had three out of three um, that I had gone on. Can see, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> where <laughs> so go? Yeah, and some good ones too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's on a roll. Yeah. All right. Way to go, Sonia. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Isaac. Hey, everybody. I'm continuing to step out of my comfort zone and it's causing good things. I officially have two awesome employees and I've never had employees before. And it's going really well. There's already great company culture, getting jobs knocked out and they're doing a good job. The thought of always feeling like I have to be on the brush in order for it to go well is falling by the wayside. So that feels good. I'm starting to feel like I can breathe again and mm. actually start to have vision and ideas for growth outside of just frantically getting the jobs done. So that's been amazing. And then my shift to doing estimating in the evenings for now is going fine and I'm continuing to book work and we're booked through February. Yeah, things are going good. Awesome. And Isaac, great job, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Lauren, what's hey, the temperature down in Naples, buddy? Oh, it's not too bad. It's too right now. I think you're freezing, right? <laughs> oh, chilly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the uh, heater on. <laughs> it feels snowing or no? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned that post. It wasn't, I, I found that. I thought it was just a really cool oh, post okay. with the guy behind the Jeep. Yeah, no, I, that was wasn't snow. my picture. There was no snow here. It's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big wins. Starting with BNI. You know how BNI works. I had a lady, it's so home water. She recommended me to one of her clients because one of the painters went there to paint all the exterior windows, doors, screen, I mean, the a sliding door and everything is failing. So I have to go back, strip everything. And actually I do automotive paint. I don't go with another product. So yesterday we finished like 90% to, to, uh, today I'm going to finish the rest of it, but maybe it's thrilled completely. So that's the one. The second one is, you know how you follow up with a client all the time. We are talking about, if you remember, I had the client follow up for a year and all in a sudden a referral come from her now. So I'm going today to give an estimate, which is awesome. It's like nice. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is like what I'm getting ready is this one. It's Christmas time. Hold on, it's Where's blurry. It? This way okay. to the left, you're left a little bit. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, anyway, wanna... here's the box. All weekend, I'm gonna have a lot of work to do. Are those cards? Okay. Yes, it's Christmas cards. Oh, okay. I mean, so when you hold it out, it goes to your blurry back. Yeah, I don't know. Hold it in, so don't know. watch this for and hold it in front of your face. It's, you cannot okay, see it because okay. it's, it's, it's the setup of the iPad. But anyway, yeah. so that's my, I'm just very excited for a weekend. Whole mm-hmm. family is going to write cards, no matter what. <laughs> they have to be part of the business. Hey, get, so, get that assembly oh, line going, put them to work. <laughs> sign, yeah. sign. So hopefully, not hopefully, but I'm hoping like I'm very positive from those Christmas charts. At least I'm going to have two or three clients. I have a full box, like 200 clients that has to go out. So let's see how it goes. But those are my three big wings. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Way to be, Florin. Thank you. Bryce, good morning. Big win, sir. Good morning. Good morning. We've got quite a bit of leads coming in, which is awesome. And we've got December scheduled out, which is great. We're working to get January scheduled out as well. I have found a rotary club and I am going to my first rotary meeting here soon. Cool. Yeah. Which is awesome. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I've got a new guy I got hired and he has proven to be very capable. And I'm very excited about him because he's very bilingual. And with him and one other guy that I've got, we're going to pair them up as a team. And we're getting a, a work van or truck established for them. And so we're hoping that by the first of the year, we can have them as a self-sustaining and operating crew where I don't really have to load equipment or materials for these guys. And so that's really super exciting. Yes, sir. Way to be, Bryce. You are on a roll, my friend. Yeah. Glad to, glad to hear that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Brandon, go ahead and plug your mic in for us, please. There we go. Sorry. So we just purchased the the new van. I went ahead and got my other lead moved up to start the second crew. So last week was the first week where we got two jobs done in a week, which was awesome. So got him going, did some interviews. I've got two guys that I'm going to bring back for a second interview. So excited about that. And then another big win was our newsletter landed us a job last week. And I had posted that in the group me chat, but I had sent out this bid and had tried to follow up with this customer multiple times and no response. I sent out my Thanksgiving newsletter and then she ended up just paying her deposit and then messaged me and said, Hey, do you go ahead and have you do the job? And my wife ended up texting me and was like, Hey, one of our members is having you paint for. And I was like, really, what's her name? And so she told me, and then I was like, really, that's interesting. I was like, she like didn't respond to me. And then out of nowhere, she just paid her deposit, didn't say anything. And then she was like, my wife texted me back and she had asked her and she said, yeah, she saw your uh, Thanksgiving newsletter with the picture of our family and noticed me and was like, oh, that's Sammy from OTF. Um, and then that was like what encouraged her to go ahead and move forward. So I think that was just the power of like personal connection through the newsletters um, that got me that job. Nice. And, yeah. Now, moving forward, just bring a picture of your wife and drop her name at every estimate. <laughs> <laughs> I do drop her a lot. I'm like, especially if I'm anywhere near her work and people look like remotely athletic. I'm like, you don't happen to go to OTF, do you? Orange Theory Fitness. and. Uh, Sometimes people do. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Love that. Make sure there's a picture of you guys and your stories on your website, right? That's part of the website conversion. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps. Craig. I've got a couple of big wings. So I got some Christmas cards printed out and my painter, the painter that has the neatest handwriting is is duly writing those out for me because my penmanship it would not get where it's going. So his penmanship is like a typewriter. Yeah. So he's uh, addressing all the cards for me and he should have those sent out in the next day or so. And then last mastermind, we chatted about offering interior design services, color concept for jobs. And so I'm meeting with an interior designer tomorrow who's very interested in that idea. And we're just going to flesh out the details. Way to go. That is awesome, Craig. Taking action, implementing. I love the two things, delegating and implementing. Way to go. And I can relate, Craig. I too write in hieroglyphics. I can't even read my own hieroglyphics sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be. All right. One thing, Daryl. Yeah. I know we got a big group here, so I'll keep my short one. I I went and bid a job for a employment agency a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's unrelated, but related. Really, the people, the way they seem like they're really good people there. And a week later, which was last week, I had the secretary call me to see if I am looking to hire painters because they have a couple in their group that are looking for work. And I thought she had called me because I went and looked at their place. So I called her back and she was like, or I told her who I was. She goes, oh, you were in here last week. So it's completely unrelated. So anyways, I talked with the manager who I had spoke with to look at the whole painting place. 
or painting their place. And she said that they, uh, they try to line up people that are looking for long-term employment. And so they will do the initial vetting for me. They will set up the interview if I want, or I can set up an interview. It seemed very autonomy oriented if I wanted to do my way. So I'm thinking about meeting with her today. I told her I was going to call her today, but I wanted to wait till after this group. But um, I've never worked with an employment agency, but I think I'm going to do this. I mean, because we are in a small area. I told the lady, I said, most time when a painter's in our area, they know to call the painters. They know to call Sherman Williams. But in this day and age, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if, if anybody's ever used an employment agency. I never have, but I think I'm going to move forward on it this week. So a couple of things I would say is one is go to your hourly rate, hourly sell rate calculator. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you're able to bring on another uh, person or two, maybe even two, right? Let's, yeah, let's just two. project two more. Two. Okay. And if you're able to not raise or raise overhead or keep it minimal, if you do adjust it, whatever you think it might be to bring on two more and look what it does to the bottom line. Watch the projection at the bottom line. You're going to see the profits just skyrocket because your overhead's covered. Right. And you already have a healthy business and, and it's very profitable. But watch when you bring on a couple more, what it what that production does to your profitability. And you're going to see a dynamic difference in the profitability. So what you want to do is take that and uh, use that as consideration as you meet with the employment company to how much they're going to charge. I don't know what the fee is going to be. It varies. Right. Whatever they're providing a service and it's a professional service and there's probably going to be sticker shock there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before you get shocked, understand the value of what this can mean for you mm-hmm. if they stick with you. And then that profit's just the first year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Has anybody all, used an employment agency, Craig? Just a, a question for you. Cause I, I've used a, I haven't used like a professional employment agency, but there's like the professional ones that like charge an override on the, on the wages for a period of time. And then there's also the government sponsored employment agencies. Is it like, is it a private one or is it? A- it's private. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause the government ones, the government funded ones, the people that they usually throw it to, you have to go through quite a few to find a, a normal person. Yeah. That's why if, I if stay you know clear I mean. of that. Yeah. <laughs> I stay clear of the Oklahoma employment, whatever it's called. I don't know what I'm doing Being a, police officer he's probably arrested half of them so yeah i've had some of them apply it's funny because they don't some of them don't know who i am and they've applied to me and i'm like next please <laughs> the criminal yeah. background checks are easier for daryl yeah yeah, they yeah. Are. yeah right on all right hey Seuss, you're up buddy yes i got something uh simple here so this is uh related to uh warranty i was i noticed i'm doing a bad job tracking uh, my 70-year warranty so I was wondering what you guys use to track that for every year. And what do you use to send reminders that their one year has come up already or two years? Like a happy painting anniversary, something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just share a few things and then let's hear for some others. But you can set up a reminder in your calendar, right? You Google Calendar, okay. Smith, seven-year warranty. And then... You can set up automations. If you use an active campaign, you can set up a simple seven email automations, just one, and you can schedule them to go out once a year. Right? Hey, happy anniversary! This is we're year one into your seven year warranty, and just wanted to remind you if anything is is not right, please let me know. All right? So those are a couple of easy ways to automate it. Mm-hmm. Right? Anybody yes. else? Mm-hmm. No. I'm with Jesus on that one. Okay. Greg? I'll, I'll chime in again. I use it as a touch point. To me, if there's something wrong, they can reach out to me. But um, but failing that, like whenever I get low on work and I will, I'll look through all the people who whose anniversary has passed and whose anniversary is coming up, and I'll give them a phone call and just say, you know, your one-year uh, painting anniversary is is here. Is there anything around the place that you need touching up? And inevitably, they'll say, oh, no, everything's good, but actually, you could quote on such and such. So I, I use it more as a touch point. Mm-hmm. Thank Craig. And uh, Craig, how do you track that? 
looking through all your customers. I imagine there's a lot of them. How do you know when you so, come out? I just run the reports on my estimating software. Oh, uh, those uh, those estimates that have been like basically a year old, or okay. not the estimates, but like the closed jobs, like when I completed the project. Oh, I see. Thank you. Okay, fantastic. We'll move along here. Do the sake of time. Juan, you're up. Okay, so I' gonna pick your mind, everybody's mind here. Yeah. So I'm trying to set. I don't know if I should or not set up financing through when I do the estimate. Mm. I don't know if it's gonna be a good idea get a financing company or, or what do you guys think? So I looked into this years back because I learned that a local competitor was offering financing. I'm like, how in the world is he doing this? Because I had an idea about the size of his operation. And I just thought his operation is much smaller than mine. How's he able to afford it? Then I learned that he was a franchise here. And then, so I did more research and here's what I found. If you, I didn't go through with it and here's why, because if you offer financing, you are likely now, not in every case, but you're more likely to attract C clients who can't afford to have it done. And then it's for us, remember, Part of the system is it's not about just getting the one sale, but it's about generating a re building your referral network. And that's not a referral network that you want to get into because birds of a feather flock together. So they're going to refer you to all of their broke friends to, to, you know, put it bluntly. So I would not offer financing. Anybody who can afford to have it done, they have credit cards and they're usually, you know, pretty responsible with their credit cards, keep a low balance anyway, so they can finance it themselves. And then remember, you have the sales tool of saying, if you like points, we can put on your credit card for you. Yeah, when it comes to financing, like you say, pain scouts over that. They have the called the white stack. So what I find lately, I have one client who didn't want to uh, go through that, like paying completely. So try to pay me, put me monthly, something like that. So I send direct to that Wisedac, and then let's sign with them, but they are not checking their credit history or something, social security, something like that. So they give them for a year, no interest or something like that, which is great. And the other one, what I find out about the credit card lately, how we struggle with the clients, hey, I need to check, pay me now, pay me later, whatever. With a credit card, when I send the credit card, this on the file, when I send the invoice, guess what? They pay the interest rate right away. They don't care at all, which is great for me. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah, you know? yeah. So it happens to me like it's been like two months and they pay through credit card. It takes me like two, three days to get paid, but at least I have the money in the bank account. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, Can, oh. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, I was just going to share. I know this is like contrary to what you're saying, but we do use WiseTac and we've used it for a couple of years. And what I do like about it is the customer still has to pay our deposit. They can only finance like the back end. And once the job is done, we get paid. And then WiseTech handles the finance part separate from us. And we're not, we're not even involved in that. Just from my point of view, it, it has worked for me. We don't do a ton. It's not like it gets us a ton of extra jobs. But there have been a few situations where it's gotten us jobs that we wouldn't have that were like either higher ticket jobs or something like that. But just wanted to share that from my perspective. Yep. So Good. if you guys are going to use them, again, my encouragement is just don't advertise it like discounts. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't advertise it. It's mm -hmm. just it's there as an option and sometimes customers use it, but we don't really push it. Good, good. Yeah, because we don't want to attract those CND clients. Yeah, yeah. All right, Steven, you're up. I found in this software to seek out property management companies and building owners. It's called Prospect Now. And uh, to me, it's a big win because it's easy to categorize like people and, and buildings. And, you know, so I've been having a lot of success with that. I, I sit there and dial two hours a day to prospect new either landlords or property management companies. So that's been working for us too. I've been building new relationships, going out meeting people, looking at buildings. Nice. So I don't know if you guys use anything like that, but it's called Prospect Now. It's a little pricey, but it's great stuff. Good information. Anybody using something like that? <clears throat> okay. Heard on. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate that. Sonia. 
you know, there's all these little things underneath this umbrella. But I think the main thing I need to work on is jam sessions and focus planner. I'm still a little lost on, I have it. And I was like, okay. And then I just like doodle in it because I'm not really, <laughs> I watch the videos. I'm still lost on how do I, yeah, I, I need a lot of planning. I know the ADD thing gets me in the, gets in the way. We've gone over that before and I have all mm -hmm. those notes of who to go to, what to do. But I still, I think it's my jams <laughs> that I'm really struggling with to get it in the pocket that needs to be in and stay there and do this. So I'm, okay. so, I'm not. <laughs> yep. Qu uh, quick few questions. Ian, what time do you go to sleep? What time do you go to bed? Oh, it varies. 11 o'clock is like my average. Okay. What time do you usually wake up or what's do you use an alarm? And if so, what time is um, it for? My body wakes me up at five 30 on the yep. dot every morning. <laughs> okay. So 11 to five 30, that's six and a half hours. So some bodies might be okay with that. I would encourage a little bit more. <clears throat> so I would challenge you to go to bed sooner. Start backing it up. You can do it incrementally, like drip, drip it back in you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes at a time. And you're going to want to get to at least before 10, nine would be ideal. Personally, I like eight because I get to wake up super early, right? Some guys are shaking their heads and I mm -hmm. sometimes I get two jam sessions in before anybody wakes up. Yes. And that's really the key to getting jam sessions in is to go to bed early because the only thing that happens at 11, 10, 11 o'clock is Netflix. And I, we're not going to double our business watching Netflix. We're going to double Netflix's business, but not ours. Now I'm speaking generally, not to you, Sonia. I don't know what you're doing at 10 o'clock, but generally it's what else happens. You're too tired to play board games with the family or whatever. And so you just turn on and, and veg out. And so instead I would encourage you to say, you know what, for a season, I'm just going to practice a next level of discipline. I'm going to get to bed sooner just for a season. Okay. So that we can double up faster. And then once you get out of the season and you do, then, then your cash flowing and systems are in place and everything's going well. And if you want to stay up late, you can, you can afford it, afford the, the leisure options at that time, if that makes sense. But really to get jam sessions in, it's incredibly difficult to get them in during the day. Unless you like turn all devices off and go into a cave where nobody can find you, it is incredibly difficult to get a jam session in during the day. It happens before the day. In order for that to happen, we have to go to bed extra early. Minutes. So 1030. <laughs> would, yeah, just back it up because it's a new habit. And so you don't go cold turkey and 8 p.m. Steve goes, hey, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you work yourself up to it. In fact, so it was because of jam sessions that I was able to write my book while running Burnett Painting. So if you can imagine that, writing a book is one of the hardest things I've ever done. It took six months, but it was six months of jam sessions, five, six days, at average five days a week, probably five days a week, and sometimes early Saturday mornings too. And I miss one during the week or whatever, but for six months, and that's how I got the book written, or just early morning jam sessions, and then go about the rest of the day, and still home by 2 or 3 p.m., and you can too, but it all starts with getting to bed early. Get to bed early and then just tell yourself to, to to get yourself there to say, look, it's just for a season. It's only for a season. Now you may like it and never stop like me on some of the others here. Cause you're like, it's so productive. You just get so much more done and, and you yeah. feel great. Your confidence is through the roof and it doesn't matter what the world or the business throws at you the rest of the day. Cause you've already crushed it. Okay. And to use this. So, <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> what do I, and that's another thing is where do I start with my jam session? I'm like, what do I do in there? Because that's another thing. I'll get in there and I'm like, where do I start? What okay. do I start with? That's yeah. another great question. So what you want to do is a lot of times this is decided the day before because you don't want to wake up and then go off your emotions and we have waking up and not clear. Yeah. So <laughs> the day before, the night before, ideally, you want you want to discover what is the one thing. And that's, that's why we come back to the question in the book from the one thing. And what is the one thing I can do such that by doing it will make everything else easier and or necessary. Okay, so basically yeah. you look at your list. Here you go. <laughs> you look at your list and which one is going to give you the most leverage? Which one's most leverage? Okay. Mm -hmm. That helps. And then that's your priority number one. You don't go on to number two until you finish priority number one. Okay. Don't look at anything else. That's another issue too. <laughs> look at the whole thing and then I'm like, oh, you want, right, you want just right, like right, blinders right. on. You need those blinders on, get rid of everything, shut it all off so that you can do just that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Sonia, I, I was having issues with that too a couple years ago. And when I got into Mastermind, because it's I have to wake up at 4.30. So I went to bed early and now I'm used to it. I don't even use an alarm, but 
tip for your thing. Brian Tracy has a book called Eat That Frog. Mm-hmm. And that is really good. Brian Tracy's really good. He's very, he doesn't get energetic. Do you have it up there? There's goals. I've, oh, yeah. yeah I've got, I have a bunch of his, Any, bunch Anything of his Brian there, Tracy yeah. is amazing. So I would definitely start there. It helps you so much. But mm-hmm. I would start with Eat That Frog. It's really good. I agree. He's one of my heroes, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not an elephant. I, the frog. Okay. <laughs> Great. Eat that frog. This is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Isaac, you're welcome. Isaac, you're up. Thank you. Yeah. So as my guys continue to go, what are some practical checkpoints and markers that would help me indicate that it's okay for me to regularly step back from being on the job site as much? Is it just that they're able to complete the job well, or is there some stuff that I could keep in mind to go, Oh, okay. I think I'm just about ready to let back on the reins. Yeah. Again, you want to just drip this out. You start with, I'm going to run to the store. I'll be right back. Or, I'm going to run to the paint store. I'll be right back. Or I have a lunch meeting or I'm going to Rotary. I'll be back. So you, you start with those stepping yeah. away for an hour at a time and it's touch and go Just see how they go. Now, here's something that is really important that if you grab a hold of this now, it's not going to be a huge issue when you have 12 guys and you're doing a million a year. And that is when they reach out while you're gone, practice the nine minute rule. Yeah, it's a nine minute rule. Okay. They will ping you because they don't have the self-confidence or reassurance to make decisions on their own. Yeah. All right. It's just common. It's part of it. Wait nine minutes before you respond to texts or calls. Wait nine minutes. It's hard to do. Just wait and just know they're going to make some mistakes and it's okay. Because the truth is we made a lot of mistakes. We just don't remember them all. Okay. Nine minutes. And then when you reply back, Eventually, what's going to happen is they're going to say, oh, we we figured it out, Isaac. What you're doing is you're training them to decide for themselves. You're training them to lead rather than being fully dependent on you. Sure. That's good. Now, you get that now and you don't have 12 people pinging you all day, every day. Okay, <laughs> good, good. And so as I grow, do you see guys doing, we'll just say a million that mm-hmm. have a project manager or at a million, are you still owner slash project manager? Okay. Here's what the org charts look like. And that's a great question. There are a lot, it, it's old school to think that you need a project manager. In fact, today with a proper tech stack, it's inefficient. It's not necessary. You can keep that 60,000, give or take 20 in your pocket, in your bottom line. What it usually, when somebody's at a million and they have or think they need a project manager, it just means they're inefficient. You can get to 1.2, sometimes 1.5 on your own with just an admin. All right. And with the right tech stack, the tech stack and culture, two qualifiers here. You have to have the right people on the team who are responsible and honest and and caring and hard workers. With the right tech stack, they manage their own projects. Hmm. Okay. And then you as a salesman should be able to sell a million two to a million five on your own. And then with the tech stack, the crew leads manage their own projects. Awesome. But at the million two, million five is when you bring on another salesperson. And that salesperson is also the project manager for their projects. But there's not a lot of managing to do as long as they have the good, the right people on the team, right? With the right tech stack. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hey, you're welcome. Florin. Last week, I went to price an estimate for the cabinets. So everything went very well. I explained to the lady about like how the procedure is going to go, what kind of materials we're going to use, and she was very happy about that. And then she said to me, I have another two prices, but you are in the middle. And I was like, really? I should raise my price and go higher. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I missed something. What do you mean? Yeah, in the so <laughs> I said, okay. I said, what's the difference? I should go. I like the way how you introduce your estimate and everything is perfect. The bad thing is like her husband was not there. So try to get the, get the what do you call the deposit. So I called it down, right? And back and forth, she said, I'll call you tonight and this and that. So she didn't call me, but she sent me a, a message. And she said, well, we decided to go with the other contractors. I said, okay, that's okay. So I sent an email back and uh, politely said, thank you for your time and this and that. And hopefully everything goes well. If something goes wrong with your pain, let us know. We'll come back and fix for you, you know. But my question is, 
Do you guys follow up with the clients for every estimate survey, let's say? Email probably or something like that to figure out what is good and what is bad. To figure out, go probably deeper more, let's say more deeper inside of the clients, what they think about the company because she was ready to sign up. So, so the answer is a hard yes, absolutely. In fact, this is how mm-hmm. I built the DYB system because data, like I like, uh, th- there's that Jerry Maguire meme where he's like, show me the money. And I swapped it out and said, show me the data. And he's screaming, show me the data. Cause a lot of people talk about, I feel this and I feel that. Okay. I understand, but show me the data, right? I want to see the facts and yes, and dive deep. And again, it's how tracking all this data is how I built the system. You, we would cut out the losers and double down on the winners. And after every estimate, whether you win or lose, you need to ask why. Right. So just like when we win, we say, thank you. You could have went with another company. Why'd you choose us? And it'll blow your mind what they say. It's half the time, more than half the time. Usually it's not what you thought it was. You're like, whoa, that's good to know. Same thing when we lose one. Thank you very much. Why didn't you go with us? Or why did you go with them? What was the last factor? You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. What? So This comes back to one of my favorite scenes from uh, the book, Facing the Giants. Anybody seen oh, that yeah. show, Facing the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite scenes there is the soccer boy who just moved to Texas with his father, right? He's in a wheelchair and he's bummed out and he's, they don't have a soccer team here, dad. They're all just, they're all about football here in Texas. He says, why don't you try out to be quicker? He says, I'm afraid I won't make the team. He says, son, you're already not on the team. You can't get more (laughs) not on the team than you are right now. So that principle, we're already at no. Okay. So if we lost the job, we already lost it. We're already at no. Absolutely ask them why. Mm-hmm. We can't get any more no than what we are. So find out why you lose them and find out why you win them. Mm-hmm. Already? Yeah, I had one like that. And and so he told me it was because this guy does everything in one, but you have you were great. It was just that they had that one more thing on that they could do that it's all in one. So then and I had spent I was that was my my on me. I didn't qualify before I didn't set up the process it was for a color consult slash estimate and it was from my trainers what you call it but anyways I got to ask what was it and so he says it's because of that one person that had that extra step so it's hel- it helps okay good to know and but I did get a gift card though he did give me a hundred dollar Lowe's gift card <laughs> nice okay nice. what a good day <laughs> you got something <laughs> yeah. right on right on yeah that was good awesome very good. Thank you, Sonia. All right, Bryce, you're up. We are in the process of trying to get the guys independent. That's the main goal right now because mm-hmm. I want to really lean in on network marketing and really expanding the number of people that know us. And so we can focus more on sales. And so really it's about trying to coordinate. And so I'm finding a little bit of challenge in the logistics. We don't really have an office space or anything like that in storing equipment and getting equipment to where it needs to go is a challenge at the moment. So that's what we're working through. And I'm not sure whether the right move is to go get a storage unit and use that or whether we should get a truck with a cap on it and just send the guys out with the same truck. It's filled with all the same tools all at the same time. So mm. trying to work through the logistics of how do we keep them independent without having a shop space mm. for them to rely on for storage and things like that. Yeah, good question. So I've experienced, I think, all of these. Michigan had a great big shop and we had all the vehicles there and they would come to the shop and load up and make some coffee and chat for like half an hour before they got on the road. And legally, I got to pay them. And I thought, man, this is just something is not working, you know? And then in Florida, we did the same thing. What we did is we set up every crew leads vehicle so that they had all the tools they need, all the tools they need, all the basic tools. And, and then we use storage units. And what I love about this is nobody hangs out. You can't make coffee to storage unit. And they pop by, grab what they might need, the larger tools, ladders, maybe some pumps. They would all keep like a small pump with them, but we had larger pumps there. And, extra tarps or whatever, totes of tarps and things that they need in the storage unit. But we kept it lean. We kept it very lean. And then as you grow and expand, you can just go ahead and rent another storage unit in the other side of your market. And then maybe a third one in the other corner as you're expanding. 
And you you just get it down to where, what are the necessities? What are the, ne- the necessary tools that they need? And just try to keep it as lean as possible. And then everybody's responsible for their own tool bag, totes, small ladder, small pump. And then they, for us anyway, all of our people had their own hand tools. They had their own brushes, they had their own hammers. And because I'd rather pay them another dollar or two more an hour than have to keep buying brushes. And I found that worked. They took more pride in them. Plus, they like to buy those $30 Corona Zanes, <laughs> which they're great in Florida and they held up really well in the stucco. So it made sense in the long run. But yes, so I would encourage you to, what's a minimum lean tool setup and then storage units? Start with one on the center of your market or something that makes sense. And then as you grow your market, just go ahead and stage up, set up another one on the other side of your market and you keep expanding that way. And you don't have guys hanging around the shop, drinking coffee on the clock because that adds up really fast and choose through profits. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Brandon, you're up. So I would say right now for me, I don't necessarily have anything super pressing. So I'm, I'm good. All right. Craig? Mine's a fairly quick one. So the interior designer, so offering color consults uh, that we discussed about last mastermind. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to do, instead of offering a discount, offering free color consultations. And so it turns out that my cost to the interior designer would only be basically 100 bucks for a color consult, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be like a threshold that... I start offering that at. So I was thinking like any job over a thousand dollars, I could do that or maybe 1500. Any, anybody's thoughts on that? Has anybody actually done the offering of the color consult? So here, hold on. Let me leave and you guys can jump in. I want to remind everybody that it's not just about the job. It's about the referral network of that person, right? The referral network of that person. So if this person is like isolated, doesn't know anybody, they're a hermit. There's not much of a network there, right? It might be a $10,000 job, but there's no network there. However, if this is like the president of Rotary HOA Golf Association, and it's just a $1,000 job, big difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the sale of the job. And, and it, it's not always easy to predict this, but if you can get insight and information about them and their network, then you have an idea of what that potential referral source is going to be. And that's what you really want to value this on. All right, so it's like Club 50. When we see somebody who might be a great referral source, we send them a Club 50, right? And sometimes not. We send it anyways and see if it hits, and sometimes they are. But it's not just about the size of the job, but it's the size of the potential referral network. I have something real quick. Mm-hmm. I found that not only does it build value into the job, making it so that I most likely land it, even if it's smaller, my community is a little bit small. And so the networking that happens between the color consultant and the customer then just expands my reach even more. And then also, like Brandon, I have a minimum job cost requirement. And so I just build it in. I just bake it into every single job. So there's not like a minimum amount. I usually won't take a job if it's under 800 bucks just with the logistics of popping over. But yeah, just to make it easy, I just build it into every job and people have been loving it. I like that right on. Something else you might be able to do is to uh, figure how many jobs we're going to do next year. Maybe it's a hundred. How many might take the offer? Maybe 70%. Okay. So that'd be 70, 70 customers take it times 100. That's 7,000. I would just add that as line item in your expenses so that it's built into your hourly sell rate. Mm. Yeah. Cause we, we do the, we do the painter for a day. So that's our minimum and that's 550. Mm-hmm. Even if I was to bump that up to 600, that would cover any, like that would cover, cover half the color consult. So then I could offer it across the board. Mm-hmm. When you're offering it, here's something else I do is I go OTO, okay? And uh, I'll put a few of these out there. And I'll just say, listen, I have a one-time offer for you if you're interested. And this is while I'm there, okay? And then you offer the decorating services. But this is only avail- available while I'm here. The reason why I offer it while I'm here 
is so that we can move things along and it saves us time and scheduling and whatnot moving forward. And we really would love to have this job for you. I mean, we get it on schedule for you, please. You want to include scarcity, but you just, you have to let them know ahead of time. Say, listen, I have a one time offer. If you're interested, I'd like to go ahead and offer this to you. If you're willing to accept it now, would you, would you like to hear it? They always say yes. When they say yes, you know, they're, that's buying language, you know, they're interested. And so that little extra bonus will push them over the edge and they'll go for it. I would encourage you to use it as a one-time offer. Scarcity is powerful, right? And then also like with the credit cards, finish the credit cards, you can put it on, get your points and do everything you can to stack those bonuses to get them to sign on the spot. Because if you're closing them on the spot, life's much easier before you're home every afternoon and you don't have to follow up or write proposals because most of them are closing on the spot for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my thoughts were to actually offer it last as a limited time offer, like just as a pilot project. Is that a good approach? Like just blasting my email list and saying, listen, for the months of January, February, March, we have a special offer going on that if you book any painting services, you get a free color call to help. <laughs> I like it. It's just a way to drum up business and and also promote it through social media. Mm -hmm. So what I would do, yes, that's okay. And say as a special, normally this is not a regular offer, but as a special for the month of February, I would start with just the month of February. Then you can say we've extended it into March. Take it Mm -hmm. one month at a time because you opened it up for the whole spring. I felt like I've got all spring to think about this. Mm. Yeah. It's just like the Black Friday sales. Oh, our Black Friday sale has been extended for the for the next two weeks. <laughs> Why did I rush and buy on your Black Friday sale? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that started a month ahead of time. <laughs> somebody else have their hand up there for uh, Craig? Was it Sonia? I thought I saw somebody. Do want to make sure? It's- oh yeah, because so I had um, one that was a thousand dollars and it was, it was like a six thousand um, square foot home, and we did a color consult, and and then now. She's she has me scheduled. I have her scheduled in January to do her kitchen, butler, and hallway. It's it's a big home, so she's like little by little, and I mean it, it helped go into there. And then they the I'm not sure what their network is. As I'm getting to know her, I'm hoping to maybe get a little more because she's in a nice neighborhood that I would. It's one of my target markets that I've been hoping to land into. So I was like just so hopefully yeah. That'll. There you go. That's a great point. Is it in a, in your neighborhood in your target market? So there's network opportunity. Awesome. Thank you, Sonia. Any other thoughts for Craig? Okay. Let's roll out with takeaways. We'll go backwards. Craig, would you lead the way, please? <laughs> I'm just frantically writing my takeaways. Just no, no worries. Just the, yeah, the one-time offer and keeping it time limited and doing it a month at a time. So mm-hmm. that's, right that's all good information. Very good way to implement it. Awesome. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate that. Brandon, takeaways? I actually really like what you said that like the person who's doing the color consults for you, it's like more about their network and like who they're connected to. And so I thought of this amazing person that I'm going to reach out to. And I was doing color consults for a little while, but that person fell through. But I just, you made me think of someone to go to. So I'm going to connect with her and see if I can get those going again. Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Brandon. Bryce? We need to consider... Pricing out some storage units. I think that's the best way, best route to go. There you go. Right on. Thank you. Florin, takeaways? Yeah, looking for the survey. I had to work on it, set up some questions. Because we talked about two, three questions, but I have to look more deep on it. So set up. So every time when I, if I don't get the job, then I have to send that no matter what. Where mm. I'm at. And I would encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and make it a phone call. Far more likely okay. to get an honest response during a phone call, let alone a response. Uh, so I would encourage a phone call versus email. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Isaac. On the jam sessions, which focus point will create more leverage? That really stuck out to me. So I'm going to be implementing that for sure. Right on. Good deal. Glad to hear that. Thank you. Sonia? There's I like the top of mine. And um, during my jam session... I'm going to go through there and see which one I could start working on. There you go. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Stephen. I'm going to get into the jam session. I really haven't been doing much of that. Got to take a little bit more time for that. 
I agree with the financing is no good. I going down the same road. I'd rather deal with people with money than no mm -hmm. money. Newsletter, I gotta get one out. Again, it's to follow up with past customers. I think it's a great idea. It's about right it. on. Quick comment about newsletters. It's really a hassle for us to do them, put them together and think about them. April has an awesome program. I don't know who here is using them. I am. Yeah. What is and, it? Excuse me. I, so if you email April at dybcoach, as in wyourbusinesscoach.com, she has a newsletter service. It's 75 whole dollars a month and it's done and it's awesome and it's ABA. They send out values. It's one of the, her, it's one of the, it's the favorite service that she provides. She's got blog writers and zap services and whatnot, but the newsletter is the most popular. And for us who are running businesses and need to keep this going and keep it top of mind, it's a no brainer for $75 a month. It's done. So just, yeah, just email April at dybcoach.com newsletter. She'll respond back with a link to get started and a form to uh, just fill out a few questions, the information they need to get you going. All righty. Juan? I like what you said about show me the data. So that's what I'll start working on this week. Right on. I'm going to find that meme and I'll share it with you guys some of my favorite memes because, yeah, we have feelings, but man, show me the data. Right? I want to work with facts, not feelings. Mm -hmm. Feelings are important, yeah. but show me the facts. Show me the data. <laughs> awesome, Juan. Thank you. Hey, Seuss. Yes, mine is scheduled emails for the warranty anniversary. Okay, fantastic. Don't be afraid to make some phone calls either. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lean in, brother. Lean in. Yes. Yeah. All right, Daryl. No pressure, yeah. brother. Close us out through takeaways. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of, of setting up surveys to send out to even clients that I've lost jobs to. I don't have anything like that. And data is so good. So I'm going to set that up. Okay. Fantastic. Got that started. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right. Thank you all. I want to encourage you to continue to do exactly what it says right behind Jesus's right shoulder there to dream big. Yes. Hustle smarter. You've got this. Have a great day, everybody. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.